You ever spend so much time getting ready for something that you feel like you're never going to actually do it? That's kind of how it is with the podcast. I will give you the process of getting ready for the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. We're also going to talk about one big miss we had last week of song lyrics that didn't age well. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about um, why everyone pretty much universally is mad at Felicity Huffman and Lori Lachlan and whether honestly you would do something like that yourself we're going to be honest on the podcast today take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything let's get started Thanks for downloading the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, uh, we've had a lot to talk about this week, and I didn't do a podcast last week because I'll be honest with you, I just didn't have anything. I wanted to talk to somebody and interview them about something, and I never got a chance to set that up. You know, I, have, I think I have a really fascinating theme for the podcast in the future, but I think it's going to have to wait a little bit. Let's get it right into this week's theme. Last week, we did something really cool. Uh, we talked about song lyrics that had not aged well. And if you didn't hear the podcast, number one, I strongly suggest you go right back and listen to the podcast from two weeks ago, season three, episode two, um, because there's great song lyrics in there. Like, uh, let's go back to the Beatles. Um, they had one that said, uh, what was the song? Um, getting better. The song is all about getting better and you know, your life is getting better and you used to be a bad person. Now you're getting better. And one has, um, Paul McCartney singing. I used to be cruel to my woman. I beat her and kept her apart from the things that she loved. And it's kind of a happy little song about things getting better. And it's like, holy shit. Isn't it funny how at one time beating a woman was kind of like, uh, I don't know, like washing your car It's just like, well, I mean, I guess that's maybe that's not the perfect comparison. Maybe it's like getting a fender bender, something like that. It's like, ah, you know, it didn't mean it to happen, but it happened. And you know what? That's the way it is. Um, so in the song lyrics that didn't age well, I wanted to put this one in and I totally forgot about it. Let's go back to about 1991. Sir Mix-a-Lot, Baby Got Back. Here's a clip from that song that makes me go, huh? Here we go. I work to the fix old sisters. I want to get whipped yeah. I won't cuss or hit ya. Yeah. I, I won't cuss or hit ya. Well, shit, sign me up. That sounds like a great man right there. Hey, guess what? My new boyfriend has promised he won't cuss or hit me. Uh, I mean, okay, cussing, big deal. Does, 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 what does that mean, though? But promising not to hit, is that even something that you need to put in your dating profile? Hey, listen, promise I won't hit ya. Oh, well, shit, this sounds like a great guy. Okay, now I don't know anything about Sir Mix-a-Lot in 1991, but I will say that I've never thought it was good to like, you know what, I've never had to make a promise to myself not to hit somebody. Um, actually, I think I have made a promise to myself. I'll never kill anybody. I'll never pay for sex and I'll never hit a woman. Um, it's just something that I think that's a pretty easy standard to make. Anyway... Not to overanalyze that, but uh, isn't it interesting that part of our culture included all kinds of racist shit and all kinds of sexist shit and homophobic stuff? I watched a movie last night. I really want you to watch this one. It's called The Green Book. And maybe you saw it. Maybe you didn't. It's out on video now. You can download it probably on Apple um, uh, Movies or the, the, the App Store or whatever. 
um, or the iTunes store. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's really good. And I looked it up. It was one of those movies that's so, it's, it's based on a true story. But it's directed by one of the Farrelly brothers, and the Farrelly brothers are notorious for taking a true story and bending it until it's really so far from the truth, it's not even true anymore. Um, so Peter Farrelly directed it. It's about a guy who is um, kind of a, I don't know, he's like a bouncer at a nightclub, and he's like kind of like a little ties to the mafia. Takes place in 1962, and he gets hired to drive this very, very talented um, black pianist around the South to, you know, to basically be his bodyguard and personal manager. And the interesting friendship and the relationship that grows, and it very is very sweet, but it's just interesting how, you know, one of the one time the black guy goes, um, he's got a drinking problem, so he goes into a bar to get a drink, and he gets beat up by these three or four white guys who have no trouble making these assumptions about him and no trouble calling him different names. And isn't it amazing how things like that have changed over the last 50 or 60 years. And yes, there will always be people who think it's okay to make racist remarks and things like that. But back then it was like open and you, I don't, I, I don't remember those times, but it's amazing how times have changed. So anyway, Go check out um, The Green Book. Really liked it. Like I said, it was so good that afterward I looked it up to see how much of it was true. And a lot of it was, but a lot of it was not. All right. Um, in my book, I talk about things that I've learned over my life that I can pass along to you so you don't have to have the experiences that I may have had in order to learn them. So in other words, like, you know, one of my chapters is called Condoms Are Totally Worth It. Um, hey, listen, I think there's a lot of people who go, you know what? I love my kids. Didn't plan on having that one. Condoms are totally worth it. Sure, I get it. They don't feel as good. And I think that sometimes in the spontaneity and the passion of hot, hot loving that you might say, you know what? I'm so turned on right now. I'm going to go ahead and do this without a condom. Stop. Stop yourself. Because afterward, you've got to live with whatever it is that you decided to do. So that's one of my chapters that um, that you might learn from. So, But that's not the one we're going to cover this week. I got a tweet from somebody whose little boy, looks like he's about three years old, is holding my book. And he's looking at my book, and he said that was the book that he wanted to take to like bring a book to school day or something like that. And so mom took a picture of him holding my book, and he's got it open to page 95. And one of my favorite chapters on page 95 is stay busy. And although we have done this chapter before on the podcast, I'm going to reiterate it for a couple of reasons. Number one, that's the chapter that he had open in the book. And number two, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and she has had a, a really rough time. And I stopped by yesterday. I was at the mall yesterday and she works at the mall and I went up to see her and say hi. And she's been very depressed and very sad and so we talked a little bit and she said you know I'm going to lose my job in a couple of months and I just don't I don't care about getting a new one I don't care about making a resume I don't care I cannot get motivated I just don't care I said this sounds awful I said you sound like you're suffering from major depression and she said, yeah. I said, are you on anything for it? She said, yeah, but it's really not helping. So she's going to go back next week. And I said, well, what are you doing to get out of your funk? You sounds like you know, if you're, you're seeing a professional and you're on some sort of medication, it sounds like you're doing something. But 
what else are you doing to get out of your funk? And she said, I'm staying busy. I said, I think that's good. I'm not an expert. I've never dealt with really bad depression. I've had anxiety before um, because of a, a situation. It wasn't just like, you know, nonspecific anxiety, although sometimes I get that too. But, um, but I said, what are you doing? And she said, I'm staying busy. She said, but I have a hard time with it. She says, I'm, you know, I'm working my full-time job. I work another part-time job. I work another part-time job. She's not in a relationship right now, although she should be. She is delightful and she's so cute. Um, but she said that a lot of times she just lays down and she sleeps a lot. And, uh, and I said, that sounds awful. So what else can you do to get out of your funk? Staying busy is probably at least a good attempt. So we're going to read the chapter about staying busy. And I'm doing this one-handed here because I'm holding the microphone with one hand, the book in the other hand. i got to turn the page here. Chapter 71, Stay Busy. Did you know the state symbol of Utah is a beehive? That's because the early founders of the state recognized the value of turning off the TV, getting up off the couch, and getting some work done. Since bees are known to be busy, I'm holding the microphone in my crook of my arm right now, uh, bees are known to be busy and productive creatures. It seemed like a natural state symbol. Say what you want about Mormons, but I give props to any group of people that walk from Missouri to Utah while pushing a wheelbarrow full of flour and babies. God, I'm so funny sometimes if you notice this. All right. Uh, busy people tend to be productive and are able to have a job that lets them take care of themselves and their noisy kids. So put down this stupid book and go clean your microwave. It's filthy. Uh, stay busy. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but hey, listen, we all want to sit on the couch sometimes and endlessly play on our phones and our phones never end. I tell my son Carson, I said, you're never going to get to the end of that on your phone. Whatever you're looking at, there's always going to be one more video, one more snap, one more text, one more YouTube, whatever. You're never going to get to the end of that. And I think sometimes it's like when you really love someone and you can't get enough of kissing them, for example... And it's like one more kiss is not being enough. So you just have to stop. You just have to go, look, I got to go. I can't kiss you one more time. So sometimes you never get to the end of the internet or your phone or whatever. All right. Um, uh, moving on. By the way, that picture is on my Facebook page, the picture of the little kid with my book. Go look at it. It's adorable. The reason I put it up there, number one, it's adorable. Number two, I thought, hey, post a picture of yourself holding my book. Or post a picture of you and your partner with my book. Or post a picture of my book in your trash can. Or you putting gas on my book in your driveway and lighting it on fire. Hey, at least you're doing it in your driveway. Be safe. Anyway, um, <laughs> go online, Facebook, and then just search Take a Shower, Show Up on Time. And you type most of that in or some of that in, it'll kind of auto correct or auto populate and you'll be able to go to it on Facebook. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. So, by the time you listen to this, a lot of it's old news, but I found the whole um, college cheating scandal, entrance scandal, such a fascinating, interesting study in human behavior. You look at Felicity Huffman and you look at Lori Loughlin. Now, they unfortunately are famous, so they're taking the brunt of all the just hatred and trash talking that people are giving them deservedly so and i'm it's it's so interesting because liberals are pissed at them because they're rich white 
privileged people exercising that rich white privilege. So liberals are pissed at them. At the same time, conservatives are pissed at them. And yeah, I have liberal and conservative friends. They're all pissed at them. Conservatives are pissed at them because they are liberal kind of Hollywood rich people that will tell you what wonderful people they are and they'll go on the Today Show or Good Morning America or on their website and write about how they're so good at raising their kids and this and this is so important and raising a good child and it's fake and phony. I've told you for years that Hollywood people should never be taken at face value. Most of them are degenerates. And I'm not saying that William H. Macy and that Felicity Huffman or Lori Loughlin are totally bad people. I am saying they are definitely hypocrites and fall on that degenerate scale somewhere. So again, not every rich person is bad. Not every actress or actor is bad or good. I mean, you think about, you know, rich people get a big, a lot of shit. Um, but I know a lot of rich people who that's kind of the side benefit of what they do. Like, okay, you take Fallon. Fallon by a lot of measures would be very rich by a lot of by a lot of measures. Fallon's a good person. Nobody thinks Fallon's a bad person. Um, you know, Fallon volunteers, Fallon donates to charity, Fallon got her money, and trust me, she's not like mega rich, but she does well. Um, all of us on the morning show do show do well. Um, but we got that as a side benefit of loving what we do and, and, and being good in a field where there aren't necessarily a lot of people who can do what we do. Um, we never set out any of us to say, I want to get rich. I want to make money and I don't care who I have to step on to get rich. That's probably your evil rich person. But I think most rich people are rich because they have a passion for something. Uh, maybe they have a passion for engineering. So they started doing like, I don't know, whatever. They open up their own firm and now they have 30 employees and uh, they didn't do it to get rich. They did it because they are good at it and they have a passion. So anyway... And then I think there's uh, people who are actors or actresses. Uh, some of them got into it because they didn't want to do anything else. Um, this is They didn't want to go to school. They didn't want to learn anything. They dropped out in third grade or fifth grade or eighth grade or whatever. Um, and they really didn't care as long as they got famous. But then there are other ones that seem like they did it because that was their passion. Okay. Um, but I do think it's interesting we came down immediately so hard on uh, Lori Loughlin and uh, Felicity Huffman. But then I want you to be honest, and I want you to stop and think for a minute. You might not have kids, but if you do have kids, maybe you've got kids that are high school age, maybe you've got kids that are very young, that are in third grade or four years old or whatever. You had a chance to get them into a better school than they're really qualified for, and all it's going to cost you is a $10,000 donation. Now, if you're Felicity Huffman, $10,000 is nothing. Maybe for you and me, it might be like, whoa, shit, nope, can't afford that one. But let's say it was affordable. Let's say it's just like, it's you know, it's expensive. Let's say it's $1,000, and you have a chance to get your third grader into, let's just say it's a field trip to Washington, D.C., but that third grader's grades have to be up to a certain standard or she can't go to Washington, D.C. But one of the other parents in your circle of friends says, well, you know what? I don't tell you, we found a way to get into Washington, D.C. There are a couple of exceptions that they'll make exceptions. 
for people who maybe don't academically do as well, but you got to make a donation to this charity for $1,000. Would you do it? I got to tell you, I, I think that I would consider it unless I asked and I said, is it illegal? If they said it's illegal, I would say, fuck, no. Not interested in doing anything illegal. I'm just not. I think life is easy enough to live without breaking the law. And once you start breaking the law, well, then life can become immensely harder. So, But think about that. Be honest with yourself. And I think that it's human to want to do something that might even be a little bit sketchy for your kid. But let's move it up a little bit. Let's say that you were in the position of a Felicity Huffman, or let's say your daughter. And again, it's hard to imagine if you don't have a son or daughter who's been in college age. Um, but let's say they do okay on tests and the only college they're like getting into is one that's like they're not excited to go and you're not excited to have them go there. But let's say a friend of yours says, hey, I know a way that your daughter can get into a great school like the U of M or your son can get into a great school like, I don't know, uh, Wisconsin, River Falls, whatever. All they are asking for is a $5,000 or $10,000 donation to their charity. And it's tax deductible and it's legal and you'll never get caught. Would you do it? I'm going to be honest and say I would think I would be tempted. I'm glad I've never been presented with that situation. So are we being really hard on Felicity Huffman and her family and her kid? I think some more things add up to it. I think, number one, they are extremely wealthy. Number two, the kid did not do herself any favors by saying, you guys know I don't care about school. But be honest and let me know. I mean, maybe you'll let me know, maybe you won't. What would you do for your kid to get them into a good school? I like to think, hey, listen, I've been lucky. My kids have gotten into good schools on their own, all of them. My daughter Beth went to the U of M. My son Chase went to ASU. Uh, Allison went to St. Thomas and Carson's got a couple of choices, uh, a couple of offers from great schools. So we don't have to do anything, but I don't know. Okay. I don't want to exhaust this topic too much, but I do want you to ask yourself, really just think about it. Hey, there's no penalty in admitting that you might do it because we'll do so much for our kids. All right, moving on. There will not be a podcast next week because the family is going to Japan. We are not travelers. We are not world travelers. We never went to Europe until we were in our 40s. And the reason we went to Europe is because I was meeting people who were 19 years old or 24 years old, that they were now on their fourth trip to Europe. And to us, it was always like one of those days. We were definitely Black Hills kind of people. We were definitely Yellowstone Park and Glacier Park people. We were fine with pulling a camper out to Yellowstone Park and having a great week out there. We loved it. And we still do. But we said, you know what? Let's go to Europe. So we went to Germany, we went to Italy, and we went to France. And uh, at our age, that's not really much expansive world travel. There's some people who have never been out of the country, so I get that too. But we said this year, Carson, what do you think? Where do you want to go? And he's like bringing up places like, oh, I don't know, uh, Chile. I'm like, no, pass. Where else? Australia? Okay, maybe. Japan. I said, no, we're not going to Japan. They're so culturally different. We'd be lost the minute we walked down the jetway. We'd be lost, but we're going to do it. I don't know. We fear it a little bit. Maybe fear is not the right word, but I just really want to experience another culture. And I'm going to tell you something. You go to Japan, 
you got to be respectful of their culture. You got to be. Um, I I appreciate the fact that they expect me to be respectful of their culture. For example, I guess bathhouses, public bathhouses are pretty popular. It's kind of like going to a pool. When you go in, you can't have tattoos exposed because the Japanese associate tattoos with criminals and the Japanese mafia. So you got to cover them up. You also cannot blow your nose into a cloth handkerchief. The Japanese think it's disgusting. I respect that. And I think that I don't have a problem with going to another country and being respectful. Can you imagine if I walked into this country and said, fuck you, I'll do whatever I want. You don't like it, then you are being disrespectful of me and my culture. Um, So I do appreciate that the Germans have a culture, the Italians have a culture, the French have a culture. And whatever that is, you can act like an asshole and go over there and say, I'll do whatever the fuck I want, or you can be respectful. I appreciate cultures, and there's nothing wrong with that, and I think that's a good thing. So, um, traveling, though. My God, when I was a kid, every summer, we got my dad's Volkswagen, and we drove to Montana. And uh, the Volkswagen went so slow because it was full of kids and suitcases and mom and dad. We went about 45 miles an hour all the way there. We couldn't make it in one day. We had to camp overnight in Douglas, Wyoming. And to me as a kid, it was the greatest adventure of the summer every year. I loved it. Loved it. Um, uh, What vacations did you go on when you were a kid? Did you go to Door County? Did you go up north? Did you go up along the North Shore? Did you go to, I don't know, Montana? Where, Where did you go? I'd love to hear your comments. Anything that you want to comment on the show, always remember, we got an email. It's Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Love to hear from you. Love to hear your comments on the podcast. Also, don't forget Facebook. Take a shower. Show up on time. Don't steal anything. And, of course, the book. The book is the basically the foundation, the inspiration for the entire podcast, and that's why we do it. And uh, I try to give you some advice that you actually might get something out of. Um, So thanks for listening. Make sure you rate the podcast, if you will. If you want to rate it, I definitely appreciate that one. Rate it, review it, be honest. I would love to hear good and bad, mostly good. (laughs) But seriously, I'll take whatever you got. Um, Rate it. Tell your friends about it. The number one way people hear about podcasts is through word of mouth. I will give you some word of mouth about Fallon's podcast, Heartbroken, really good, Um, and also about Steve's podcast, Murder Monday, also really good. Take a listen to uh, Jenny and Tina's podcast, Too Lame for Radio, and if you hear of a good podcast that you think we should listen to, hey, listen, let me know, Dave Ryan at KDWB.com. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you in two weeks here on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything. Thank you.